the winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Full time at Celtic Park Celtic 4 Hearts 1 It moves Celtic 9 points clear of Rangers They've got a huge advantage In terms of goal difference And that means the league title Is pretty much in the bag The fans know it The pundits in here know it The players know it They're just waiting for that official Confirmation either tomorrow If Rangers drop points Or in midweek uh, as well So we'll wait with interest To see what happens in the next few days We're going to hear from Ange Postacoglu Celtic fans You can tweet us your thoughts Let's go round the grounds first And get the build up to the 3 o'clock games uh, Here's Roger Hanna at St Mirren Yeah and it could be a momentous day for Dundee Because they will be relegated back to the Championship After just a single season in the Premiership Gordon If they lose here in Paisley today against St Mirren And St Johnson get their second win of the season at Livingston Mark McGee said the five points adrift of St Johnson With just three games left only five wins all season from 35 fixtures. They're still chasing a first win under McGee. Five draws and six defeats in the 11 games in charge since he succeeded James McPake at Denzel. They did, did win here in October. Max Anderson scoring the only goal and they desperately need to repeat that and hope that Livingston can manage to get a victory against St. Johnson at Armonville. St. Mirren's win at Perth last week followed five straight defeats for Stephen Robinson and they look sure to be safe now. They're eight clear of St. Johnson with a better goal difference and just those three games to go. Robinson makes one change this afternoon. Connor Ronan is out injured. In fact, he may have played his last game for St Mirren before returning from his loan spell to Wolves in the summer. Ethan Erhohan comes in for him in midfield. So it's Jack Anik in goal. It's a back three. Marcus Fraser, Joe Shaughnessy, the skipper and Connor McCarthy. Across the middle, Richard Tate, Alec Gogic, Ethan Erhohan and Scott Tanzer with Greg Kilty, the goal hero in Perth seven days ago, tucked in behind Alec Grieve and Curtis Main. And the bench, Linus, Flynn, Power, Henderson, Brophy and 16-year-old striker Aidan Gilmartin who could go on for a St Mirren debut today Dundee I think Mark McGee is going for it this afternoon a very attacking lineup. two changes from the side that lost 1-0 to that Lewis Ferguson penalty at Petodrill seven days ago Luke McCowan and Zach Rudden come in for Anderson and Paul McMullen so it's young Harry Sharp in goal again a back four Cammy Kerr Ryan Sweeney, Jordan McGee and Jordan Marshall across the middle Niall McGinn, Paul McGowan, Charlie Adam and Luke McCowan and up top it's Zach Rudden with Danny Mullen on the bench Welsh, Fontaine and Byrne Chapman, Mulligan and McMullen Robertson, Anderson and Daly Campbell and the referee at St Mirren this afternoon is David Dickinson Yeah of course it's been a big day at the top of the table Roger Celtic pretty much winning the title and it could be a significant day at the bottom we could have both ends pretty much rounded up uh, if it doesn't go to plan for Dundee today yeah, we could, and listen, they've struggled near the bottom all the way through, you know, the playoffs are starting, so Inverness beating Partick Thistle last night, I was surprised when Dundee beat Kilmarnock and got into the Premiership, um, I wonder if it was a season too early for them, and it's beginning to look that way, Gordon, they've always been down near the bottom, stuck down there with St Johnson, they were stuck, Ross County for a, a long spell of the season as well, were down there, but they've never been able to get a sustained sequence of results, as we see, the, the stats don't lie, five wins, from 35 league games no wins in the last 11 under Mark McGee it is relegation form and if things go against them today they will be back in the championship I mean it's all words to the I'm paraphrasing Mark McGee here but something along the lines of um, you know they're due a win they're building up to a win the the Dundee fans probably don't quite share his optimism but is there any life left in them at all? I think he's really going for it today as we see a lot of attacking players on the pitch look at that front six Rudden and Mullen up top McGinn and McCowan out wide 
in the centre mid, Paul McGowan and Charlie Adam on their own, so it, it's one that would hint they're just going to go from the first whistle, they're going to try and take the game to St Mirren, um, they're running out of games to save themselves they've got this today I think uh, next is at Livingston next weekend and they've got Hibs on Tuesday night at Dens Park they're running out of games to save themselves I think if they don't win here today they're doomed Yes it certainly looks like it, let's keep going then the game at Easter Road is interesting because it's not got as much attached to it as it really should have, Fraser Wisher. That's the reality, sadly, for you today between Hibs and Aberdeen. It is, and it's quite sad to see two of our bigger clubs in such a poor state at this time of the season. You know, if we're going to have a really flourishing league, we need these two to be up in the top six and challenging the old challenging hearts. But it's been a really poor season for both, and not really, as you say, a whole lot to play for here today. Usually, this time of season, there's something to play for in the bottom six, but next to Livingston as well, and maybe even St. Mern, not really much to play for for these clubs. And I suppose in this case, seventh and the prize money that goes with that is there to be won, but small beer really for two clubs who have a really poor season. I think the fans of both will be desperate for the season to end. Have started with real hope. They're top of the table for, for a week at one point. They got to the League Cup final, but it's just all fallen apart from then on, then on and including caretaker David Gray three managers Jack Ross Sean Maloney sacked too early in my opinion both of them and since the turn of the year they've hardly scored a goal and for Aberdeen fans been traumatic from the start very few bright sports an early league cup defeat against Ray set the tone Stephen Glass lost his job they didn't get the Jim Goodwin bounce and you can just see a full overhaul ahead in the summer I just hope the players can relax and put on a show for the supporters pitch is looking great conditions are excellent certainly no reason for them to sit back and the result doesn't really matter but both managers resisted temptation to make wholesale change and introduce youngsters and a momentous day for Hibs skipper Paul Hanlon it's rare these days for players to spend a long time at one club but the captain is making his 500th appearance for his beloved Hibernian today and congrats to him he joins his good pal Lewis Stevenson the 500 plus club there have been two changes by David Gray Stevenson and Scott dropped to the bench in comes Ryan Portis after his long suspension and Josh Campbell they go on, on the usual lines Matt Macy and goals a back three Paul McGinn Ryan Portis and Paul Hanlon four across the middle Harry Clark Jake Doyle Hayes Joe Newell and Josh Doig with Josh Campbell and Ewan Henderson behind the lone striker Elias Melkerson the subs are Dabrowski Stevenson McGregor Jasper Bouchari Scott Hauge Blaney and Aiken for Aberdeen just one change from the team that beat them D last week Christian Mirez drops to the bench and fellow American Paul Valera comes into the midfield Joe Lewis is in goals Robbie McCrory Declan Gallagher David Bates and Jack McKenzie at the back Conor Bannon and uh, Lewis Ferguson sitting in midfield Vincente Bezwan, Don Pulvara and Johnny Hayes behind the lone striker Marley Watkins Gary Woods Andy Constantine Christian Ramirez Adam Montgomery Dylan McGear Funsu Ojo Conor McLennan Teddy Jenks and Michael Ruth are the subs and the rest of the Easter Road is Bobby Madden Now let's go to the Tony Macaroni Livy St Johnston watched by David Friel Yeah Gordon and I mean Roger highlighted how much he's in it for Dundee today but there's a lot on the line for St Johnson too you know they start the day in 11th place they're 8 points behind St Mirren and Aberdeen above them 5 in front of Dundee below them so the hopes of avoiding the relegation playoff are almost certainly over after the loss to St Mirren last weekend but that could become official today depending on the results here and elsewhere but if St Johnson lose and Dundee win then it could become extremely nervy in the final two games. You know, so St Johnson need to beat Levy and hope that one of the two above them lose to keep that playoff fight alive in the final two games. It's unlikely they'll pull off that great escape, but Callum Davison will expect his players to give their all today. But as I said, Mark McGee's side are just five points behind them. They're going for it today and they're still hoping and waiting for that relegation lifeline. So it's a must win for St Johnson today and they have actually won their last three visits to the Tony Macaroni, but they're facing the informed side of the bottom six in Levy. They were so unlucky to miss out in the top six at last minute 
equaliser at Motherwell, sorry, against Motherwell. And they've secured wins over Aberdeen and Hibs in the first two weeks of the split. So Livy are determined to finish seventh, clearly, and they're certainly favourites to do that as things stand. They're unchanged from the team that beat Hibs last week. It's Ivan Conov, Falov in goals, Nicky Devlin, Jack Fitzwater, Ayo Obalai and Morgan Boys at the back, with Jason Holt, Sean Kelly and Scott Pittman across the middle, and Odin Bailey, Joel Nubley and Andrew Shinney in attack. As for Livy subs, Mealy, McMillan, Lewis, Montano, Sibold, Forrest, Soto, Chukmaweka and Longridge. St Johnson made three changes from that St Mirren defeat. Dan Cleary, Cameron McPherson and Stevie May come in for Tom Sang, Ali Crawford and Nadir Chifchi. So it looks like Mark Wilson's bet might not come up at after all. The St Johnson team is Xander Clark in goals, Dan Cleary, Liam Gordon and Jamie McCarthy at the back, Sean Rooney, Milka Holberg, Murray Davison and Callum Booth in midfield with Cameron McPherson in behind Callum Hendry and Stevie May. Subs for St Johnson are Parrish, Brown, Crawford, Middleton, Mann, Bear, Chifchi, Butterfield and Sang and the referee at the Tony Mac is Willie Collum. Uh, there is a big game in the battle for Europe in the Highlands. Ross County taking on Motherwell. Dave Galloway is there. Yeah, the race for Europe, Gordon, looks set to go right down to the wire, doesn't it? And there's just one point separating these two contenders. Ross County currently occupy fifth place, which would secure Europa Conference football, and a win would put them in a commanding position with only two games to go. But a Motherwell victory would put things in their hands, so plenty at stake this afternoon, which is great to see so late in the campaign, isn't it? You know, surely this match will have anything but a kind of stale end of season feel to it. County had a decent 0-0 draw away to Hearts last weekend while the well went down 1-0 to Dundee United. You wonder will that give the hosts some kind of advantage over their visitors? Several of them by the way have been suffering from illness this week. We'll come to the Motherwell squad in a moment but Ross County firstly, uh, just the one change for them Baldwin is in for Watson. It's Laidlaw in goals, a back four of Randall Baldwin, Yakoviti and Vokins. Tilson and Kankola, the sitters. Further forward, Spittle, Callaghan and Charles Cook with White leading the line. Monroe, Dominic Samuel, Sims, Watson, Burroughs, Drysdale, Hungbo, Ben Payton and Wright are the substitutes. As for Motherwell, three changes for them. O'Donnell, Donnelly and Efford replace uh, Mugabe, Slattery and Woolery. So they will line up Kelly and goals. Looks like a back three of O'Donnell, Lamy and Ojala. Midfields, O'Hara, Goss, Donnelly and Carroll with Tierney tucked in behind Efford and Shields up top. Substitutes for the well today. Connolly, Van Veen, Shaw, Slattery, Cornelius, Campbell and Mann. And your referee here at gloriously Sonny Dingwall is David Monroe. That's a big game, Hugh Keevans, because for all the negativity that's surrounding Motherwell's recent form and the manager and everything else, they are one point behind Ross County and could very well end the season with European qualification. But they won't. Ross County, I think, will take advantage of uh, what looks to me like an understrength Motherwell side. And thereafter, Motherwell will have to play Celtic on the final day. They'll get nothing there. Uh, I think today is all important. I think Ross County, Malky Mackay, to be fair, that's why he was shortlisted for manager of the year. He, like Ange Postacoglu, recovered from an awful start and I just think that they have everything in their favour. Momentum, Regan Charles Cook uh, and all round just too much for Motherwell. Ross County don't have brilliant momentum, Mark. They've won one of their last five and 
But I get Hugh's point But it's a bit early for match predictions I'm not necessarily asking for a prediction It's the possibility That's what makes it a big game Like we said yeah. Motherwell down and out But any team can Sneak a win And all of a sudden It would elevate them into well, a European place Yeah well for Motherwell fans like you guys You must You know You can't believe what you are seeing At the minute Because How many weeks have we had callers on here Saying that Graham Alexander Is doing things wrong He's using the wrong midfield he, His job's on the line the reality is He goes to Dingwall today He wins And they're in The driving seat It's It's been uh, Quite an unusual season But if you're a Motherwell fan You've got to be pleased That you're still in me a chance At this moment in time That game could go Any, any which way Today You know You can't, really can't call These games at this stage you Missed Van Veen For the last two mm. games Because he's been suspended He's back Gordon But he's on the bench Motherwell tweeting That he's been ill So is Callum Slattery So they're only fit enough for a place on the bench it's, it's not a Motherwell team that I'm detecting a lot of positivity about On social media Let's say that No unfortunately The main man is uh, You know back But he's ill And he's obviously got to try and play a part on the bench They'll use him later on in the game Gordon uh, I, I'm looking at Motherwell It's just been it's, I think Graham Alexander's been very fortunate this year Because of you know, it's been a sort of peculiar season with teams like Aberdeen and Hibs down there. Motherwell picking up four points since January, still in the top six by the skin of their teeth. But they're still got an opportunity of Europe. But if they're going to have that opportunity, they've got to get three points today. And it will be difficult against Ross County up there. We know it will be difficult because if you look at the remaining fixtures, Hearts at home, Celtic away. I'm not holding out much hope for that. So today is so important, not just for the three points, but I think Mother will need a spark. They need a bit of confidence. And as much as Graham Alexander's coming out week in, week out, saying, yeah, we're playing well, unfortunately, last week at Danny, we could have got something. You've got to get results. A big afternoon then in the battle for Europe, but an even bigger afternoon at the top. Celtic have all but wrapped up the Scottish Premiership title with a convincing victory Against Hearts You can tweet us your thoughts At Clyde SSB And we will look back On another impressive afternoon For Ange Postacoglu After these The fastest goals The expert opinions This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Huge games at 3 o'clock Up and down the Premiership Unfortunately Hibs and Aberdeen Doesn't have a great deal Riding on it Livy St Johnson in there as well But St Mirren, Dundee um, sorry, I should include Levy St Johnston in the relegation battle along with St Mirren, Dundee and Ross County Motherwell uh, in that European battle as well. Now, of course, there is one game done and it was a significant one. Celtic beating Hearts by four goals to one. It means the chances of them being caught are pretty much non-existent and they will be champions of the Scottish Premiership at the end of the season. Let's continue to look back on that since we've already given you team news from the three o'clock games. What what are we? Forty minutes on, Hugh. The dust is beginning to settle. How would you collect your thoughts on what's been achieved by Celtic today? Astonishing achievement by Ange Postecoglou, a man who kept his nerve. I think that's the most important thing, because while all around him was burning, he was the the calmest man in the place. To lose three away games immediately. To Hearts, to Rangers, to Livingston And not have anyone with you that you are well aware of On a long-standing basis He kept his nerve He has worked closely with John Kennedy He has acknowledged that 
their partnership works and then they embarked on the run and it's the run that has taken them to this point today where they are the champions and I would expect them to continue at Tannadice midweek and at Motherwell against Motherwell next Saturday to make it 32 in a row undefeated it doesn't matter what Rangers are doing if their greatest rivals simply refuse to lose and five draws and 25 wins in 30 consecutive matches say an awful lot for Ange Postacoglu no matter what has been going on around him he has held his nerve and he's never you cannot look back on one day when Ange Postacoglu lost the plot there has never been a press conference where he has been critical of match officials or players or anything else he simply got head down got on with the job got the manager of the year award he'll get another one on Sunday night I have no doubt at the Scottish Football Writers Association and he will accept that tomorrow night as the championship winning manager Roger Hanna what impressed you most about Celtic this season? It was a sort of shock factor if you like especially after those six games and Hugh's right the fact that the manager held his nerve when all around them were losing theirs very early was really impressive he's not a young manager just because we didn't know much about his background you know he's been to a World Cup finals with his national team he has enjoyed success in Australia he's enjoyed success in Japan he you know he didn't just come down with the last shower and his confidence in his own principles and his own beliefs and that kind of unwavering sense that he would get it right he would get the players in who would fit into his style of play and that has impressed me the sort of strength of character of the man if you like Gordon um, he has had setbacks that terrible start got out of three European competitions losing in the Scottish Cup to Rangers it hasn't all been plain sailing but in terms of the league hugely impressive the run of consistency from September onwards is worthy of winning any title yeah the shock factor says uh, Roger Hanna Fraser Wisher I wonder how you feel about that because Football achievements are sort of held up against expectations, aren't they? You know, there are favourites in there, there are teams that are expected to do things, and it's when those expectations get surpassed is, is when people really enjoy the success. Yeah, I think we've all spoken about it at the start of the season. We're all asked to tip who is going to win the league, and I don't think there was very many, if any, of us that would have tipped Celtic given that the turmoil had been through the year before but uh, whoever was responsible whether it was Dominic Mackay or somebody else for bringing in Ange Postacoglu also deserves a huge pat on the back because uh, you know th- these, these guys from Australia and from other countries on the other side of the world they travel well and he had a good record as Roger's saying with the national team and in Japan etc comes over here unlike some people who come into clubs and, and demand their own staff he said okay no problems I'll back my own ability you tell me these guys are good and he just brought everybody with him on the journey but there was a, a period when he started the season and but European results weren't great they're playing some lovely football great to watch for the neutral but they were losing lots of goals as well the squad was small and the window had closed Christie had left Edward had left as well and, and, and I think at that point some people are thinking this could go horribly wrong for Celtic and for Fans Postacoglu, but uh, he, he stuck by his principles. You know, he plays the same way despite many people criticising his his, uh, his formations and his tactics in Europe. And it's entertaining to watch. It's high energy, it's high octane, but it's also really good football. And he plays with a lot of good football players in key places. And as we said before, the the, the January transfer window is the key. We spoke with the Japanese players, but Matt O'Reilly's come in. What a sign he was from MK Dons, and he's just and he, 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 the. the 
had the trust to put him into the Old Firm game straight away after the, after the winter break. Trusted his, his own judgment, trusted the judgment of those around him. And I think he just motivates players and gets them to play the best possible way. And uh, over the summertime now, priorities are me getting Jota and getting Carter Vickers in. But that's going to take a, a huge chunk out of his budget, remember, just to remain the same. Because it's two huge transfer fees and two large, large salaries. But I think they'll get them in. And it's just a bit tinkering after that. Maybe getting two or three more in, whereas uh, other clubs, including Rangers, probably a bigger overhaul. Yeah, I mean, David Friel, a lot of this will become about the manager. Just the impact that he's had. But I'm sure he'd be the first to... Um, give praise to other people around the club as well. Yeah, 100%. You know, and someone mentioned John Kennedy uh, earlier on, Gordon, and I think John Kennedy, probably Gavin Strachan and Stevie Woods all took a lot of criticism last year. You know, some of it was pretty personal. You know, especially for John Kennedy, a guy who's won so much at Celtic over the years, a guy who Brendan Rodgers and Neil Lennon had immense trust in. You know, he was... He was vilified in many quarters and I think for, for Ange Postacoglu to trust him again to keep going and, and to then play such an important role along with Gavin Schrack and Stevie Woods in winning this title says a lot about their credentials. But also on the pitch, you know, I spoke earlier about the fact he, he probably signed 15 players and maybe 12 or 13 have made a huge impact. But he also had those guys that were still here. And you look at Callum McGregor, you know, he won PFA Player of the Year last year. He was a ready-made captain. He had big shoes to fill when Scott Brown left, but he was ready for it and you know, during those rocky early stages, Ange Postacoglu needed someone on the field to settle the players, to make the players trust in what he was doing and believe in what he's doing. I don't think he could have asked for anybody better than Callum McGregor. So a lot of people have come into the club this summer, sorry, last summer, and, and made a big impact. But certain people, including John Kennedy and Callum McGregor, have made a huge, huge impact in this title win. Yeah, what about the team of players, Gordon? I mean, it goes without saying, the success that Ange Postacoglu has brought today... He will get so much praise for it What about the players out there? Yeah, that's what management's all about Gordon, it's recruitment uh, Getting the players in The style of football I think his success has been the fact that He's his own man He's um, he's in control of a football club um, You know, a lot of coaches nowadays In the modern day game Get players passed down to them information, And they basically coach the players And then put them out in the pitch and they take the consequences of the results. I don't think Poster Coglu's like that. I think he's got his finger on everything that happens in Celtic Park. Um, the players, he's got the utmost respect from the players. They know that this is a guy that will not stand back and let, you know, egos get in the way of what he's trying to achieve for me. I just love the way he comes about. The boys were saying he never rants and raves. He, he has his, he's had his moments. He comes out there, he speaks... When he speaks, you listen to him. That's what I like about Postacoglu. That's what I like about a manager. As a player, you give respect. As a manager speaks, the, the dressing room goes quiet. Everybody takes information in. He strikes me as that man. He's been absolutely brilliant for Celtic. Well, another interesting development as well with the appointment of Mark Lobel uh, as head of recruitment. He knows Ange Postacoglu well. There's a relationship there. It's better that way. They have uh, each other's trust And the summertime will be busy for Celtic uh, Apart from Carter Vickers and Jota um, Other players will have to be brought in you, you know, They are champions and deservedly so And it is a stunning achievement for Ange Postacoglu But he will know There's a lot of money sloshing about now Rangers are banking a lot of money from Europe Celtic will bank a lot of money from qualification for the Champions League group stages. 
Scotland as a place to come to is now infinitely more attractive. We've got one Scottish team in a European final and we've got in Celtic and Rangers clubs who are seen on television the world over and players are looking at that and thinking I wouldn't mind a bit of that myself. Uh, And they are in the Champions League. There is no need for waiting to see if they make the Champions League. Celtic are in the Champions League and they can attract players for that reason. Would you have liked to have played under Hans Postacoglu, Mark? I would have. Uh, I think, see what Daz said there about respect being his own man. I think that has been critical this season for him coming in and just by himself. Now if you look down the line of Celtic managers, just recent ones, you look at guys like Brendan Rodgers, held high standards, commanded respect, got success. Even my old manager, Gordon Strachan, the same. Martin O'Neill. But Ange Postacoglu is all that, but he's did it a different way. You know, he didn't have the big transfer kitty that Martin O'Neill had. I mean, he spent a lot of money, but... Oh, no, none had respect to, to that. obviously, because of... Yeah. You know what left the club Yeah but I mean a lot of those You would say were gambles Back in the Martin O'Neill days When you're spending £6 million And people for the English Premiership yeah. At that time You're more guaranteed Ange Postacoglu Has spent a considerable amount On players from The different parts of the world Who he knew Would make a difference Wasn't he a gamble He knew And he always stood by it And I think that's the most Interesting thing That he came with His presence But a style of play That we we hadn't really seen in this country and I don't think the Celtic players would have seen it very much either even the coaching team I don't think would have been used to it but he had to get all that across in a very short space of time and I always look back to July see when you, you think about it I was on holiday watching Celtic in Europe against Michelin when they drew 1-1 and Abada comes on the scores and you think this is a mess and sandwiched in between those two games was a home defeat against West Ham, remember? 6-2 or something, and you're going, whoa, what are we watching here? And then a couple of weeks later, they lose a few games, and you think, this is an absolute disaster. This is going to take this guy until next summer before you see any any progress in this full squad. And to change that within two months, two months' time, I'd changed my mind. I'd said on here that you can see things were changing, and... The wheels were going and the players were buying into it and they were getting results through it. But to then sustain it and the run that Hugh keeps going on about is just remarkable how he's got them there. And the players, I think the players last year who were there last year are better players. And I think the players he's brought in are going to be better players after pre-season once they've got a full summer under them. So everything's looking positive. And the big thing is Champions League football. Start of this season, we weren't in all Rangers would get to the Europa League final. But the big carrot was Champions League football because of the money that was there. The team was straight in. For a manager to do it first time off is none of, none of us predicted, as Fraser quite rightly said, that Celtic would win the league. Certainly none of us predicted that Celtic would win a double gone. They've got the League Cup and the, the trophy cabinet as well. It's been remarkable the turnover, as Mark quite rightly said. I think you go back to individuals again. Kyogo won the cup final on his own. Uh, Kyogo has been a sensation at Celtic Park. Uh, and he's missed four months of the season. Uh, Maeda has come from Japan as well and has more than contributed. Uh, Carter Vickers, Jota, Abada, um, they've all hit the ground for Celtic. Mm. And the, it, none of us could have foreseen how it would have unfolded because halfway through the season, 
None of us had ever heard of some of them And of course the beauty of it Roger After the week we've had It now looks like it might be It could be Two teams in the group stages of the Champions League next season Because Rangers are in a Europa League final And we're in the strangest of times It keeps coming up But it's true There are not many seasons where you get to mid-May And both Celtic and Rangers fans are happy But that's the reality at the moment yeah, I mean the last happened in 2003 when Celtic were heading to Seville for a, a UEFA Cup final and Rangers were winning a treble um, I wonder if Celtic could be officially champions as early as tomorrow because the title is gone for Rangers all that matters for Rangers is Eintracht Frankfurt May 18 in Seville and I think Giovanni Van Bronckhorst will start rotating the squad I think he'll start resting large numbers of players he's got three games Dundee United, Ross County and Hearts at Tynecastle prior to that Europa League final and I think it's now time for the Leon Kings and the Alec Lowrys of this world the John McLaughlins, people like that and keep the mainstays wrapped in cotton wool for Seville because as you say this could be historic in terms of Scottish football and to have two teams back in the group stages of the Champions League with all the finance with all the kudos with all the excitement it would be wonderful for our game What did you make of that achievement on Thursday night Fraser Wishart we've spent so many Saturdays on this show where we take a look back you know on the Thursday night and there's been some good results over the last few seasons but this is just incredible isn't it? And it's also I think in the style that they've done it Gordon as well I was lucky enough to do the co-commentaries with Archie McPherson for Scott Sport in 2008 when Rangers made it all this way as well and, and sometimes it was a tough watch you know it was very defensive pragmatic football a lot of nil-nils this time it's been unbelievable the football the excitement they've given everybody as well just watching the games you're sitting at home the beer just out at the edge of your seat just jumping up and down and just watching the football that's been played it's been fantastic and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed watching Rangers this this uh, this year in the, in the Europa League and there's no reason why they can't go and win it and I think Eintracht Frankfurt are a bit of Rangers where their, their, their uh, league form has been a wee bit patchy but their European form has been fantastic but uh, they've beaten better German teams as in Leipzig and Dortmund already so Rangers must go into this certainly equals if not just slight favourites but what, what an achievement and it was a brilliant night for Rangers and Rangers supporters I, I was involved in all the nonsense that went on around Administration liquidation 10 years ago just now And 10 years later they're in the Europa League finals I think the Rangers fans You can certainly see how emotionally We are more emotional than usual Given what they've been through over the last 10 years It was a great night Yeah I mean you in particular Fraser Because of your role at PFA Scotland Will be acutely aware of you know How much money is in our game Perhaps versus the amount of money that, That's in other parts of the world And, and where we stand in the, the grand scheme of things The food chain of European football So to reach that final now, at this time, it must just that makes it even more impressive, doesn't it? It does, and some of the teams the Rangers have, have beaten, you know, have got far bigger budgets. I think at the start of the season they were being criticised as were Celtic, and, and rightly because if you're just looking at budgets, like some Malmo and Midland and these teams as well, who be beat our clubs, you know, are are, are not uh, are, are not in the same category. But uh, Dortmund, Leipzig, these kind of clubs, you know, huge money, huge money over over in Germany, and. Uh, I just think the Rangers, I don't know how they do it, but they just find an extra gear when it's in Europe. And I'm sure the atmosphere, I'm sure the crowd and the noise and the fans getting behind them has a huge impact on the Rangers players as well. And James Tavernier, I mean, saves his best. And for a right back to get so many goals, I know people say there's some penalties in there, but all the strikers take the penalties. 
and take that glory as well but he, he gets himself into some positions and uh, I think him, Goldson, Bassey, Lundstrom the other night just pushed and pushed and pushed defended brilliantly when he had to and they were under pressure at one point but uh, to, to get through against a team of Leipzig calibre third in the Bundesliga the money they've got fantastic achievement and, and a big night ahead for the Rangers fans in, in Seville and I think Roger's right I think he'll start to rotate his squad to keep his key players fresh the ones I mentioned already you know that plus the likes of I can get Kemar Roof get Kent wrapped up in Conwell as well uh, Ryan Jack I think is a great influence on the team as well so get the five or six key players wrapped up for the next week or two and prepare for a huge night in a couple of weeks a huge night that just about covers it it's going to be an incredible build up as well really looking forward to sharing it with you lot on this show uh, in the meantime we're going to go back around the grounds and Celtic fans your title winning manager Ange Postacoglu he's almost there he's almost over the line and you can hear from him right here next Scottish football's league leader this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel are in the studio The top team are all around the grounds Building up to the 3 o'clock games And reflecting on the game that's already finished Which has seen Celtic beat Hearts by 4 goals to 1 And essentially become champions of the Scottish Premiership Lots of it is about the man in charge Ange Postacoglu, let's hear from him Very proud of the group, you know it was a, We obviously um, conceded early Which hasn't happened too often during this run And uh, you know, you... you you, you kind of think about how the playing group will uh, respond to that, but uh, outstanding again. Didn't miss a beat. Uh, um, stayed on course in terms of playing our football, and you know after that I thought we were outstanding. Uh, scored four good goals, and then uh, Craig Gordon was outstanding again. But um, just super proud of the group. The thing is that you know under different circumstances, different scenario, we knew today was obviously significant, and you know you could sense that there was a nervousness you know, even around the stadium. So. All those factors, um, it's how people deal with it. But as I said, I, I never had any doubts. I mean, it didn't worry me, but I'm sure people were looking to, to see how we respond. And again, like I said, this group has found a way to, to respond, but not veering away, from, like I said, from the, the basic values and, and fundamentals we have as a football team. How's the dressing room in there and how much are <coughs> looking forward to Wednesday now? Yeah, they're, they're great. Again, I'm sure they're proud of them, you know, their own performances as well and how they've dealt with it. And... Uh, we're looking forward to Wednesday. Uh, you know, I said to the boys before the game that you know, there are many ways you can you can finish something off. You know, go through that finishing tape, and you can collapse through it, or you can go through it at top speed. And you know, that's what we want to do. That's what we've been doing all year. And you know, we want to go hard on Wednesday, and then get back up here and, and go hard again in the last game. There's nothing wrong with enjoying the journey. You know, uh, it's not always just about the destination. And uh, I thought it was a top performance for the, from the boys today. And, and you know. For us, that's the greatest reward you can get to, to see the joy that it brings other people, whether that's you know your own family or, or people who love you or just the supporters who, who, who love this football club. Um, something we've contributed to uh, gives so much joy to so many. In the eyes of the Celtic fans, every single one of them, Hugh, and even, as unthinkable as this is, some rival fans as well, they feel like he always says the right thing. Yeah. There's a mutual respect between Giovanni Van Bronckhurst and... And Postacoglu And it is built on the fact that They do say the right thing Ange Postacoglu is infinitely more colourful In his use of language than uh, Van Bronckhurst But they have brought A real Proper professional respect To the city of Glasgow In the way that they handle these teams And Ange Postacoglu 
always has the phrase to fit the occasion You can either approach the finishing tape by collapsing through it Or going through it at speed, he said Celtic, by their four goals The biggest margin of victory over Hearts this season Decided to go through the tape at speed And now, again, he says the right things when he speaks about The greatest reward being The smile that you put on other people's faces The Celtic supporters Didn't get into Celtic Park last season because of Covid Just as well Because it was a horrible season But they did get back in When Ange Postacoglu was there Just as well Because this man Is now a Celtic folk hero David Friel It doesn't sound like he's as Quite as ready to admit that it's over as everyone else And that's perhaps understandable You know, it's easier on the outside But he's, he's still kind of keeping a lid on it, isn't he? Yeah, I think that just comes down to being respectful Gordon, you can be guaranteed behind the, the scenes That Celtic know it's over But I think it's probably quite hard for a manager To come out and say, that's it, congratulations Let's enjoy this So I think behind the four walls of that dressing room you know, Celtic players will be celebrating to a point but I think as he said and as you just said there you know he wants to go over the line in style and you know, I think Celtic you know until they get over that line they get it and it is mathematically impossible to be caught I think they'll just you know just keep the champagne on ice just for a little bit longer yeah that's the impression you're getting Roger he seems very set in his ways when it comes to everything from playing style uh, to the messaging and the tone that he's trying to put across at the moment yeah and I also get the impression that once it is done whether it's tomorrow, whether it's midweek, whether it's next weekend, he will already be looking towards next season. He will be looking towards those Champions League groups and he'll be looking towards the type of player that he feels Celtic need to bring in, not just to, to, to compete, but to try and prosper in those Champions League groups because you know, he, he will have seen the impact a European run has had on Rangers this season and he will want to establish Celtic not just as champions of Scotland, he'll want to establish the reputation again on the continent. And to do that, you know, yes, as David said, he's brought in a dozen or 15 players. He will want more this summer. That's why Mark Lawwell is in the building to work with him. And he will already, I think, be looking not to rest in his laurels, not to wallow in this great title victory he'll be looking to kick on again Gordon for next season and beyond yeah Celtic fans we will hear more from Ange Postacoglu as the afternoon progresses and don't forget at 5 o'clock you can have your say on the open line don't celebrate too hard we want to still speak to you and have a sensible conversation come 5 o'clock so get ready to pick up the phone when we give you the nod we do have big 3 o'clock games though so let's go back around the grounds we'll start furthest north Ross County Motherwell it's a big game in the hunt for Europe Let's get a recap of the teams with Dave Galloway Yeah, just uh, looking at the teams uh, Changes uh, for uh, both sides uh, Ross County go with Laidlaw in goals Then a back four of Randall, Baldwin, Yakoviti and Vokins Tilson and Kankola uh, sitting in front of that back four Further forward it's Spittle, Callaghan and Charles Cook With White up top The subs, uh, Monroe, Dominic, Samuel, Sims, Watson, Burroughs, Drysdale, Hungbo, 
Ben Payton and Wright. Uh, there were three changes for Motherwell, as I told you earlier. So they start with uh, Kelly, then a back three of O'Donnell, Lamy and Ojala. Midfield, O'Hara, Goss, Donnelly and Carroll, with Tierney in behind Efford and Shields in attack. The subs, Connolly, Slattery, Van Veen, Cornelius, Shaw, Campbell and Mann and your match referee in Dingwall is David Monroe. Huge game, huge game in Dingwall. The guys have given it the nod. We're going to watch that one in the studio, but just along the road at the Smyza Stadium, it's been a bit of a quieter week for Mark McGee, Roger Hanna. There's no talk of clothes coming off or diets or heating being turned down or whatever. It's a bit more uh, serious, if you like, and a huge game for them. They really need to try and win to stay in the division. Yeah, it is very serious. I saw him doing his, his pre-match interviews down pitch side 20 minutes or so ago, Gordon, and there's not a lot of smiles about. He's done deep players, they're doing their warm-ups just now. The fact they're just turning to come off Charlie Adam, leading them off to to preview, you know, final preparations for this game. It's huge. They know the significance of it. They know if St Johnson win along at Livingston this afternoon that time is just about up for them in the Premiership. So it's a very attacking lineup today. I think they're going to go from the first whistle to, to try and win the game. He actually just nearly caught me out there. I was just about dancing in the aisle, Gordon. You, you, you'll know this young chap who's uh, making his name in the music scene, about called Ewan McVicker, who is what he specialises in what Hugh Keevers would call the boom-boom music. And he's had a huge hit called Tell Me Something Good. And he was tweeting yesterday to St Mirren that it's been played everywhere from Hamden to the Bernabeu in every stadium in the English Premier League, but never by his beloved St Mirren. He's a St Mirren supporter, despite now living down south. They've just played Tell Me Something Good. And I think the reaction they got from the St Mirren fans, I think they'll be playing it before every home game here because it's got them up, but it's St Mirren think they're staying up. They only need one point to be mathematically sure of staying up. And I think they will make it really awkward for Mark McGee this afternoon you just get the feeling this might not quite be Dundee's day you know him as well Gordon DL don't you Sound him I had him air yeah I says to him listen son football's no your game <laughs> get, get any of that DJing <laughs> he's got you to thank yes yes yeah, and he still does to this day it sounds like it's gone down well uh, in Paisley anyway what about the Tony Macaroni David Friel Livy St Johnston Callum Davidson very unhappy with the St Johnston performance last week didn't look like a team that was Fighting for their lives, they'll be hoping for better today. They'll be hoping for a lot better, Gordon. You can you can just sense a, a contrast in the moods between these two clubs and two teams because St Johnston very focused, obviously at a rocket last week from their own manager after a pretty dismal performance against St Mirren. They're very focused in the warm up. Everything's very serious. Whereas Livy, the shackles are off. They're playing with a lot of freedom. They've won the last two games. And David Martindale, the manager, has basically spent the last 10, 15 minutes just wandering about the main stand here, talking to some fans talking to some reporters, just having a laugh with people. So, you know, it's 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 very serious for St Johnson. I think Livy pretty you know, I think they'll be pretty confident about hopefully finishing seventh now and, you know, I, I think they'll play with freedom today. I wonder about St Johnson. As I said earlier, I think their hopes of avoiding that playoff are pretty much doomed and they just can't really slip up here again because if indeed do do the unthinkable and win at St Mern, then it's going to be a very, very nearly last couple of games for St Johnson. Well, it's been a remarkable week for Marvin Bartley. He even turned up on time to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on Wednesday night, so he's just flying ahead of this game, Livy, against St Johnston. And Fraser, for Hibs Aberdeen, is it about seeing the back of this terrible season and, and trying to go again in the summer? It's gone a little bit quiet on the Hibs managerial search. You never know. Look around you. Is there anyone there that, that could be throwing their hat into the ring? 
Yeah, I'm going to keep a, a good lookout on the, the sort of, uh, director's box area. I know Derek McInnes was linked, I think it was Roger's paper today, with the job and he would make perfect sense. They need a bit of stability after this traumatic six months sacking two managers, both of them too early in my opinion, but uh, the, the, the board have now put themselves in a position they need a bit of stability. Derek McInnes would, would bring that and, and I heard he was actually writing the frame for the job when Sean Williams was appointed, so that's a possibility. But... Uh, Really, I think you're right, you said it there. Both sets of fans will be just looking forward to the, to the end of the season and hopeful, hopeful that there's a lot of good signings in the summer because there might be complete overhauls of the, of the squads. Jim Goodwin's already started his, like Scott Brown and the Jet and people like that have moved on, but uh, you have to wait till Linda to sign them. And I think it's, a, it's always a barometer of how Aberdeen are doing is how many people they bring with their travel support because their fans travel every second week. You know, in the West, we complain about going up to Aberdeen when there's a game up there. They can travel, and they're brilliant. But to my right, probably just more than half of the lower part of the, the stand will be filled with Aberdeen fans. And if this game has some kind of meaning, they'd fill the whole end. So I think that's a barometer as to what their fans, their fans think. So yes, a season to forget for both clubs. But hopefully, as I said earlier, we need them, need them up there. We need them both up there, taking points off the old throw, challenging hearts having good teams on board because when the Tordy's full and Easter Road's full they're brilliant places to play and watch football but seems, seems to forget draw a line under it and try and move on in the summertime Well you never know football works in strange ways maybe Fraser gets a 5-all thriller and has the afternoon of the season we'll find out in due course because we're set up for a fantastic afternoon in the 3 o'clock games Hibs Aberdeen Levy St Johnston Ross County Motherwell St Mirren Dundee There's more to come As we reflect on What was essentially A title winning Performance and result For Celtic At home to Hearts And in case you hadn't heard The Rangers fans Are searching for Flights Buses Trains Helicopters Boats Bikes And walking routes To Seville So I'm sure we'll get through All of that this afternoon The 3 o'clock games Are next the team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel are here. It's a huge afternoon of football across the Scottish Premiership. So go on then, give us your flawless ACA for the afternoon, Hugh. I don't care how many forward-going players Mark McGee has chosen. St Mirren will beat Dundee. Ross County will beat Motherwell. Livy will beat St Johnston. And at... Easter Road It is a draw Almost identical I'm going to go for Four home wins So the only thing That's different Between me and Hugh Is Hibs Will be Aberdeen Here's my surprise Of the day Mark McGee's Dundee Will get their first win Ross County Will beat Motherwell Unfortunately Livingston Will draw with St Johnston And Aberdeen Will beat Hibs Goal Flashes with Aspire Industrial Services Leading the way in industrial and corporate branded workwear And just like that we are underway Not many Saturday afternoons left of this season Let's see what this one has in store The sun is shining in Dingwall A bit of a delay to kick off the Motherwell fans Who've travelled in terrific numbers For a team that doesn't win many football matches yeah. Hugh um, And they've got a bit excited with the old pyrotechnics But we are eventually underway Well it's a big afternoon for those Motherwell fans and their support I'm sure is much appreciated by Graham Alexander and the players um, I, I just think that Ross County have what it takes uh, I'm also fascinated by the thought of European football in Dingwall you know there are more people at my wedding than live in Dingwall mm -hmm. uh, so fascinating I think Malky Mackay who, who should be in the frame for the Hibs job 
Uh, along with Derek McInnes, I think Malky Mackay has got it to take all three points. The old pyrotechnics are fairly coming into football more this season. Mm. They're not. I can't remember a season. I know they've been slowly creeping ah, in yeah, over the. No, the they've been. But, ah, but this year, yeah, no, you're just getting older. Not this year, more than most, guaranteed you. I'm seeing people now at their back gardens. With smoke bombs and things celebrating wins and it's just creeping into the, the crowds. I mean last week in the I know it's not our league, but in the Charleston oh, chucked oh, one I mean that was crowd. incredible. If you can't be chucking it back into the crowd. If mother will win the day, we can see the state of my flat tonight when <laughs> <laughs> I'll need all the windies on. Uh, Callum <laughs> Hendry, by the way, blasted over the bar for St Johnson after twenty seconds. Oof. Um we're, when we're hearing of David Martindale Going around saying hello to people, you you, you begin to wonder uh, have they gone on holiday? But I can't imagine Marvin Bartley allowing anyone to relax on match day. Well, it's nothing to play for. You're sitting there in seventh place, no danger. Pride, just pride, uh, just thinking, get this over and done with. Get on holiday. Pride and bonus nah, money is well, all important. Do you know what though? For Livy above anyone else in the league The budget they work with You know an, an extra place is worth what Is it a couple hundred grand hundred and odd, You know that that's, that's yeah. a couple of players for Livingston For 100%. next season So it's It's easy from us From the outside But you'd rather have that money uh, and If also, you can And they're You know they're three points above him So they want so, to stay that way Sorry go on And also on top of that Players are out of contract as well You know players are wanting to move on They want to impress there's always something to put. I always went into a game of football with a the mindset there's something to play for here. <laughs> sure you did. Oh, what a nonsense uh, that is. Before he lets his imagination run away with him again, let's do this. The first half teaser with the Scottish slash football for the best football news and opinion online. A transatlantic teaser. Can you name the last eight players to play in the MLS who also have at least one Scotland cap at any point in their career? Can you name the last eight players to play in the MLS who also have at least one Scotland cap at any point in their career? Good question. I like it. At Clyde SSB. Oh, we've got a very, very big goal in the Premiership. Let's find out who it's gone to. Goal flashes. And it's 1-0 to St Mirren against Dundee. It was Grieve with a tap-in after Charlie Adam played the ball across his own oh. goal. Charlie Adam, the club captain, he's back up there trying to rescue Dundee this season and it might just have been his mistake which has led to the goal... Which could seal their fate Well What about the questions And the reaction From Mark McGee last week About Charlie Adam uh, This week He chose Again to start him And He's cost his team Early on So Not an ideal way to start How's that Prediction like that does I've, I've had a real bad Afternoon <laughs> with Roger Hanna Is telling us This is the worst Blunder of the season It's worse than his dive a few weeks ago Producer Callum Quick If you get a clip of it Put it on your Twitter You'll go viral again Gary Lineker will tweet you And you'll spend the next week Thinking that you're too good for us <laughs> Gary Lineker tweet Callum Aye oh Millions of people Do you hear this? That's a feather in the, I like that yeah, guy Yeah last, last time when Charlie Adam dived He put the video yes, up on Twitter Yes I know Twitter. that It's big it news Callum Nearly three, news. 3 million views 
Wow I'm impressed with that And Gary Lineker was one Yeah he quote tweeted it Which is big in the business What does that, that mean you know, no, Forget it Will he tweet that his team got put out of the, the cup The day Won't <laughs> they Producer Callum He's not having that <laughs> We were all geared up To go to the Was uh, it the final, final. We, you we were going we to the final up, Never mind Seville We yeah. were looking for transport To where was it Again <laughs> Mary Hill or something like Castle Milk I think ah, it is um, Or whatever he's named What is his name again It doesn't matter Seriously We're not giving this Mob any more credit no. Than they deserve uh, right, Do you know what See speaking of for, You know Forget Seville And transport And travel And all the rest of it It's got me thinking Um Producer Callum Maybe you can stick this On Twitter for us And the people that are listening A couple of days on From that night At Ibrox Let's try and find out What is the most Outrageous route That Rangers fans Have got planned To get oh, to Seville Give me your Early travel stories See if you tell me You're flying into Malaga Or something That's that's dull Don't even waste my time I want somebody who's Flying to Dublin Waiting for six hours Getting a boat somewhere else On the bike For a couple of days Camper van Let's hear the lot Because I know you will have some Weird and wonderful routes out there So send me a tweet Either at Clyde SSB Or at Gordon Duncan 7 And tell me Your weird and wonderful routes That you've already planned To get to Seville I would love to hear them There'll be some out there Oh there'll be There'll be a number out there Because As soon as that final whistle went The price and the availability of flights Just uh, Went You know Skyrocketing So people will have to take you know, alternative routes. Fly, fly to Africa, and then that's a good idea. Uh, you could do that. Fly to Africa, get up, the yeah. boat across. That's that's a great idea. Yeah, that'd be my route. You can get a cheap uh, flight from Cardiff to Portugal, and you could go across the border. Oh, mm, ah, there, there we yeah. go. I drive to Cardiff. That just do that regular. Easy. We need something too easy. Well, this is Glasgow, and we're talking Cardiff. about flying from Cardiff. Two minutes down the road. Is it? Two right. minutes <laughs> over to Portugal. You're two hours in a car. This madness was always there, you know. There was a great story when Celtic won the European Cup in Lisbon. And they're all... I mean, they'd gone over there as the Rangers fans will by any means possible. But there was the guy walking from the Estadio Nacional at the end of the game, Celtic's car on, and the car comes up beside him. Where are you going, mate? What a lift. He says, where are you going? He says, we're, we're driving to Edinburgh. <laughs> no, nah, I live in Glasgow. <laughs> That's, it's got to be an yeah. urban myth, is it? No, apparently not. <laughs> Where are you going, like Edinburgh? Yeah. Oh, nah, I live in Glasgow. That's a good joke. I like that, right? Come on then, at Clyde SSB or at Gordon Duncan 7. Tell me your travel plans for Seville, please. I know lots of you will have them. Some of you even booked them weeks ago, which means you'll have the boring ones. You'll have the nice, easy, direct mm. flights. Um, but if you've booked them since Thursday night and this afternoon, uh, I suspect you've had to. Pull some strings It's all Ross County Early on in Dingwall Isn't it oh. Yeah they've started Very well um, <clears throat> I've got to say Motherwell under A little bit of pressure Giving cheap corners away A shot there from 20 yards Kelly to be fair I think he's in control Of that but You don't want that To keep going this afternoon Had it covered I tell you what The way you travel Get a few of your mates Together and get A big camper van RV Hit the road You know a week early Seriously Oh take your time down. Oh that'd be that'd... No You don't like travelling anywhere Anything like above half an hour You hate it I like travelling But I like to keep it short And neat well, And tidy No in a camper van Away doing Roadworks And all that Oh no Roadworks yeah. It's an adventure It's all part of the experience I mean he was telling me last week Gordon how he hates holidays Because 
he just as soon as he gets in the aeroplane, he sits and thinks, "I'd rather be at home." I mean, <laughs> you're kind of a truly strange, strange individual. No, I, I look. That's a myth. I. It's not a myth. You told me that. I only like a holiday if I'm golfing. If I Is have that to, it? that's it. I don't sightsee. There's nothing out there excites me. Unfortunately, <laughs> all these great. There's nothing there that floats my not boat. Nothing can, at all. Nothing. You could mention anywhere in the world. Anything I will tell you I'm not interested in going and seeing it simple, I actually believe man. that I, no. I believe yeah. it as well I, I mean I, the greatest wonders of the world right. you remember he went, he went to You went to Toronto didn't you But he didn't go to Niagara Falls Oh no I couldn't be bored with that Right <laughs> uh, Water Gunnera uh, Cliff Forget that um, But I went to Pompeii And I lasted about Five minutes right Frankie Howard wasn't there <laughs> You all know who that is And decided But I am not a sightseer I don't like all that nonsense He walks about parts Looking at birds you know, up in trees and all, there you go, a red forest. Place. I like a bit of culture. I like yeah. a bit of history. I like a game of golf, and I'll tell you another thing, the boys will tell you, anybody that tells me it goes to a beach, lies in one of these sun loungers, gets up every five minutes, has a look about, back down, that ain't a holiday, mate. I thought that'd be right up your street, to be honest. <laughs> he looks around every two minutes. So. <laughs> Set of binoculars. <laughs> it's a strong start on Twitter. Um, it's a strong start. Scott McDougall. Presswick Okay That's comfortable start That's, that's bad as As Starved to Presswick That's a bad start To Tenerife Oh mm-hmm. To oh. Lisbon Oh To Seville What? I don't know To Tenerife He's just added an extra wee one in there Well Surely he's getting a few nights in Tenerife It's not just a quick know. turnover Make um, that a holiday Yeah you have to give me I want absolute details I want flight time Layover duration Mode of transport Price I'm nosy I want everything Beef Has sent me a message And says My pal booked this Not realising the game <laughs> The game would be An hour in By the time he arrived <laughs> Oh no <laughs> He sent me the booking confirmation That is Sensational He's flying out from Glasgow Right He's stopping Twice it's taken 24 hours But he doesn't arrive in Seville Till 25 past 9 <laughs> <laughs> That is unbelievable Oh That's, that's poor You need to tell your pals To keep you a seat This nope. is where my, my Geeky airport knowledge Needs to be better Because You know the three letter codes Oh what is that I can't figure it What's PMI Is that Palma Palma Yeah so mm. there we go She's going Luton Palma Glasgow to Luton To Palma To Seville but an hour after the game kicks off oh, yeah. That's, that's my favourite so far that, That's yeah. going to take some beating The big problem with some of them is They'll get there But they've, they've no bookings to get back You have been speaking to people And going yeah I booked a, I booked a flight Well where do you fly back from Oh no I've not uh, arranged that yet huh? That would freak me out <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would love If you went and got stranded In oh, Seville no. Imagine that You're just walking about Seville yeah, I I once get lost in Spain. I, I must admit that was that was a terrifying couple of days. Um, what do you mean you got lost in Spain? I couldn't remember where my digs were. <laughs> do you know what this guy just speaks and he gets himself in all sorts of trouble? You <laughs> and McVicker, remember him? We were talking about yes, the song. Something new, exactly. Good, not something new. Um, right. They've just contacted Roger <laughs> from Holiday in Dubai, which is famously in uh, United States Abroad. Absolutely um, To say that Gordon DL Did not sign Ewan for air In fact he never even played Whose tags are His family <laughs> <laughs> They came out by his family Did you get that from? 
He did, he was in the air. No, genuinely, his family have got in touch to say that was... he never even played. Oh, he you, never played. I you're think gonna he, be, be telling he everyone played, that he played no, for no, air. He played with reserves, I'm sure. No, ge- genuinely, his family have been. His in family touch. are wrong. Can't be looking for that. You've been outed again, once again. Oh, the list. I can't believe. Hold on a minute, then. Why does you and McVicker speak about me now? There you go. And, and producer Callum yeah. will tell you. Is that right, it Hugh? May have he been mentioned you on the Callum Gallagher show. Thank you very it much. It may have been his brother Neil, apparently, according to Roger. Oh, the McVicker's oh, just oh, you've the got same. the fake one. <laughs> you've got the one that's not so you, good. You see <laughs> one McVicker, you see them all. <laughs> oh, was it Neil that played then? So you've you've you're starting to dine it in the stories that you're you've you coached you an international star. <laughs> you know, be Neil. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I'm sure I know this guy. I think he's been about. There's my only company. one way to find it. We we'll need to get him on the phone. He's been about him. my company. See big one strand down the hair there. That. What's your Hannah? Yeah. See whilst everyone out there gives me their great stories of their their roots to Seville. <clears throat> Do you know who I would? Do you know what I would do if I was going to try and get there, Mark? Because you have left it late. You're going to have to try and pull something out of the bag. I would get the creepy chauffeur <laughs> <laughs> to drive me to Seville. So you heard this, Hugh. And uh, if you're wondering what that is all about, Hugh Keevans, I received the weirdest message ever relating to this show the other night. It was really late at night, and it kept me awake thinking uh, about it. But I can't wait to tomorrow to get to the bottom of this. A guy called Ryan Kane, and we we, we said this on Thursday. He sent me a a message on Instagram saying he's listening to an audio book. It's the third in a series of horror novels and it's set in a creepy castle in air. He says, I won't get much into it more than that. It's a spooky book, creepy characters, etc. Now imagine my sense of disbelief every time the creepy, bumbling Scottish chauffeur is mentioned. Uh Now, at this point... I'm just going to say no more. I'm just going to play you the clip from the audio book because, like all good books these days, it's available in audio format, which is great for us. And I'm going to just play you the clip from this apparently well-known horror novel, okay? Uh-huh. Scotland's always been a different country to me. Ah, so we see eye to eye, sir. He was still smiling genially. Or eye to eye. Sorry, weak joke. Ash had attempted a Scottish accent, but it was pretty lame. Indeed it was, sir, but not totally without humour. My name's Gordon D.L., by the way. Ash found himself warming to the man, despite, or maybe because of, the teasing banter. (laughs) We don't know how. We don't know why. Yeah. But it is there. Well, it's in black and white, and you can hear it. There is a creepy Scottish chauffeur in a horror novel out there that is named... Gordon Deal. Well, I have to imagine that the author of this book has listened to Super Scoreboard and No, has... that's the thing. No, it's a no. famous English author called James Herbert, who's sadly no longer with us. Oh. It was set in air, was it an air castle? Something like that. He must have been kicking about air, looking for inspiration. You yeah, know how, and it, how seen the writers, writers somehow sometimes go away in some isolated place and maybe he's Looking took a trip in muse. trip in to Airtown Centre and seen mm. the creepy show for him yeah. <laughs> creepy funny, funny I can get back to a guy in the window what's your name Gordon Dale <laughs> I can't brilliant. believe that 
That's great. Well, I just like hearing Indeed it. Indeed it was, sir, but not totally without humour. My name's Gordon DL, by the way. <laughs> Someone pointed out to me that the audiobook sounds like Mrs. Doubtfire, and it really <laughs> it does. I never can forget about it. So will we ever get to the bottom of that as to whether... I'll never get to the bottom of that. I'm someone did call, no, someone called in the other night, which surprised me even more, and said that it's it's not named after you. It's a complete coincidence. I just find that so tough to believe. No way. That's You're not making up a name like that. And there's the air connection. Mm-hmm. And you're creepy. Yeah. Well, that's the I, 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 I play the character. Let's, very let's, well. please <laughs> the part well. let's forget about that that part of it, if you don't mind. Um, yeah. I don't know. Strange. Strange, but magnificent. Look, are there a lot of people out there using my name? So we just need to move on from it. What do you think, Hugh? Are you happy with that? Oh, yeah, very happy. If I was mentioned in an audiobook, I'd. Uh, Dine out on that one yeah, I bought a few copies <laughs> To impress a few people <laughs> I think I'm going to regret asking this This could be the most popular question ever I'm going to have to sift through all these answers About how the How fans are getting to Seville Stephen Holmes Gordon I've got two camper vans My mate and his pals are taking one to Glasgow To Dover Ferry to Calais Calais down through France All the way to Spain to Seville 27 hours and there are a couple of spaces in the van Oh, there you go Hugh Evans, Gordon DL Well, Mark's been shouting there about Well, obviously Mark will not go But uh, he would love that journey That's a, I could put you in touch with Stephen and his mates If like you fancy that. it they're, they're Shared, shared toilet accommodation on board oh, That's exactly right away with me <laughs> See, I, I knew that's what you were thinking oh, right away I could not be involved in that Sorry boys, I'll have to miss that one uh, I think that's the way to do it 27 hours, did you say? That's not that bad The mistakes I'm loving as well Scott James says I got off to a flyer But not sure how I'm getting home I've booked a flight For July 2023 <laughs> Oh no I can't find my way back I just need to make it An extended holiday um, David's got it all figured out Four of us 6am train to Manchester £34 return Flight to Almeria £70 return Airbnb in Almeria 15 quid each Car hire 25 each plus fuel That's the most cost efficient way I've heard <coughs> by far That's cheap That guy's got himself a bargain Yep Has he got a ticket? Is he a travel agent David? That's uh, what, what, what you'd be doing You'd be trying to sell that off now If you had You'd purchase that Way of oh, travel You'd be auctioning it sure. Three grand we, ahead we, we, missed, yours. we missed a trick We should have booked some flights and then just put them out there at the highest bidder. Where's the final next year? Let's get ahead of the game here. <laughs> One of our cobs has got to get there next year. <laughs> I'll um, not be Motherwell the way things are going. Ooh, well, there's a good ball yeah. in from Stephen O'Donnell that was cleared away. Motherwell starting to come into it a bit more after a, a ropey start. Ross County nil, Motherwell nil. It's goalless Hibs Aberdeen and Livy St Johnston, but significantly St Mirren Dundee. It's St Mirren 1, Dundee nil. Alex Grieve with the goal. After a Charlie Adam mistake And it looks like Dundee could be heading down Hugh uh, Keevans The 12th game in charge for Mark McGee No wins And it's been a catalogue of disaster really um, And Charlie Adam involved in the substitution fiasco last weekend Which saw Mark McGee threaten to walk out of the press room If anybody asked him another question about it So he's gone from one <coughs> disaster to another And... Charlie Adam again involved the the bad pass across the face of his goal. <gasps> Alec Grieve Oh, I've in. just seen it. Seen that, that bad, is it? Charlie that, Adams running towards his own corner flag. He Cruyff turns to come back the way. 
And literally crosses the ball With his right foot For Alex Grieve to tap it in oh. like You would think he's got the wrong Colour wrong goal jersey away. Mm. So it's a good assist That's what you're trying to tell us yeah. I'm speechless Because it, He puts a bit of loft on it though You know, It's not like he's trying to roll it back to the key It's a cross it's a, it's So who is he trying to hit? Is there a, a player behind Grieve? I don't think so you don't can think so? You can, you can take it in turns At coming round and uh, having a look at it if you want. Let's have a look. No, oh, it's gone silent. Well, it'll be interesting conversation between Charlie and Mark McGee at half time. Uh, <laughs> it, okay. It's sensational. That's as bad as you'll see. I don't know what he's thinking of there. I, I really either. don't. I thought you meant Gordon, it might be about the 18 yard no. line or something like that. That's across the six yard line. Almost on the byline. That's a. That's a strange one that So Not a good week for For Charlie Subbed off last week Mark McGee reacted Then starts today He's going to be a big influence And he does that Hmm That's well, we'll very get, odd We've got the right man At the game Roger Hanna Will be down there Full time Microphone under Mark McGee's nose And we might get some Memorable audio the, the thing is with Mark McGee I mean when he got appointed We all We stood in here And questioned it And thought that was odd But I think so did the rest of Scotland Think it was odd And You know everybody kind of Foreseen this coming Yeah That's that's the strange thing about it Nothing's really been different From anything Anybody predicted The a club one. That might need some serious sorting out they'll, they'll drop down to the championship But there'll be teams in the championship Better than them I think uh, And For the life of me I can't see Mark McGee Being in charge Next season So First of all They're in the market For a manager uh, And then an overhaul Of the players And see where they go Yeah so St Mirren won Dundee nil. That's the only goal In the Premiership At the moment Celtic of course Winning 4-1 earlier <clears throat> And wrapping up the title All but Wrapping up the title So on the open line Give us your thoughts on there I'm loving these stories Right Jamie Van Bassie Sent me one in I think he says It's his mate's daughter um, Anyway A four day donkey trek Glasgow to London By bus oh. Oh. London to Valencia Seven hour wait Valencia To Seville On the way back Seville to Leon Five hour wait Leon to London London to Glasgow By bus Home at 6pm Friday night Then the Scottish Cup final On the Saturday oh. Best of luck He says <laughs> oh Well I'm sure They'd rather be doing that Than sitting in the house You know Just With Rangers not in any finals That just goes to oh, show you Mark, the... You don't have to make it all deep and serious Yeah uh, Profound I'll Tell them to stop moaning Just no, go no, on no, They're not on the telly You may as well just jump that Six hour bus journey to London And start it off That'd be really exciting I mean there must be Rangers supporters Buses That will simply <laughs> Head off from Glasgow And go the full way Oh yeah. for sure When I went to Odense When Motherwell played away in Denmark That was a long one A couple <laughs> Were you there were you um, a, couple, <laughs> a couple of my mates got the bus All the way From like Bells Hill To Denmark I've I've, I went on holiday to Spain And got the bus When I was younger You know that The bus that used to leave At Buchanan bus station First holiday what, abroad to Spain Straight to Spain Straight to Esterty Oh my, my first holiday abroad I thought my mum and dad I think it must have been about Six or something There you go We're going to Spain Brilliant But we're going by bus 
A double decker bus to leave. A double decker. <laughs> double decker. <laughs> For some reason, that's much worse. <laughs> speed. Speed. It's fifty mile an hour. Uh, uh, I always oh. remember it. Yeah. I like Couple of days. I like Mr. M. Very specific with his starting location. He says, "Wishy, wishy to Manchester, Manchester to Ibiza, Ibiza to Seville." I quite like that. That's, that's all right. right. That. Oh, yeah, Aye. yeah. I'm happy with that, Mr. M. Not yeah, bad at we all. stop over night in Ibiza. Well, you start off Manchester's not too bad, is it? Three hours down the road, maybe. Uh, JB Farmers booked on Thursday night, Friday morning. My son and his pal Bradford to Seville with a two-hour wait in Ibiza. Four nights, two hundred quid each. Not told them I've not got them digs yet. Looks like they're camping in Seville's campsite. He says. Oh. And there'll be a lot of that, I think, as well. You were talking about people getting home, but a lot of people would have booked to travel. And there's only limited accommodation You know, close by There'll be a lot of people just winging it And do you know what I love? The opportunism of Colin Nicholson He's he's replied and he just says Anyone chartering a bus I'm a qualified bus driver If you need a driver, DM me <laughs> <laughs> He's hiring himself he's out, out for a turn <clears throat> uh, Good on him, good on him That'd Why be not? the worst job Imagine that Terrible it's Bad enough travelling But imagine Abs- driving the bus Terrible Wouldn't even think about it you were just saying you've not used your bus pass yet. You were telling me that earlier on. No, I need a journey. Oh, I'm certainly not going to be one of them. My dad used his last week yeah, for the first I'm time. Excited he was, to go on. Oh, he was well happy with it. Oh, oh yeah. here we are. We've event. This is what I was hoping to achieve. To find someone who's leaving the continent to come back again, <coughs> and it's happened. Andy, Edinburgh to Turin. Uh huh. Turin. <laughs> to Morocco oh, <laughs> oh yeah that's the one And Morocco to Seville Then Seville to Mahon To Bologna To Edinburgh On the way back Oh that's wow. That's the longest one If he makes the cup final I'll be astounded Yeah there's got to be a cancellation Or delay in there somewhere That's the thing The more flights you add on Yeah Problems The, the uh, bigger the danger oh, Man And on the way back It's an it's a 12 hour stopover In Menorca and then a four hour stopover in Bologna. Mm. Oh dear. Mm. It's a 14 hour stopover on the way between Turin and Morocco. I've lost track. That's that's grim. When's he leaving tomorrow? Yeah, I think he's away already, actually. <laughs> Is there any actual direct flights just to Seville? Where you oh, get, uh, Kenny Miller well, looked it up last night. Where's well, it? Malaga, the closest one, is it? 500, oh, Seville has an airport, pounds. but I don't know if you can. London to Seville, five hundred. That was London, pounds. though. Yeah. Ah, right. Okay. Ah, that's no fun. You need to go the tourist route, don't you? Camper van sounds good oh. now. Um, Airdrie Montrose won. Cami Ballantyne with the goal. Twenty-six minutes in the playoffs. They were already one down. Airdrie. That's two on aggregate. Could be a long, long way two nil in the day. Is it no? Two nil. Montrose. Oh yeah. sorry I can't see past Gordon DLC here yeah, It's 2-0 Oh he's here this time Yeah thank you 2-0 on the day 3-0 on aggregate All over for the Diamonds mm, That's a shame See it's not easy to get The Diamonds out of the playoffs No, easy you well know At least we got to penalty shootout oh. And then was mm. Undone You went to the game didn't you Both legs No Oh that's right I, I supported you in the second no leg No moral <laughs> support eh was the first leg at home or away? First leg was at home Yeah, yeah I, went to, I went to that one Then I seen your tactical display <laughs> And I thought No point me <laughs> travelling This heading out Yeah No point me travelling to Alloa <clears throat> Anyone got the teaser yet? Hugh I tell you what We have got five We got five really quickly And then we've hit the wall There is still one podium place remaining So read the question Hugh 
Can you name the last eight players to play in the MLS who have also had at least one Scotland cap at any point in their career? Okay, let's do wrong answers to try and help you along the road. I love this Scots Abroad pod who many of you may be familiar with, like dedicates themselves to following well, Scots Abroad. So uh-huh. they should know the answer to this one. They're getting a few. Um, Mikko's given it a really good go as well So's Robbie Ooh, tell you what Some really good answers coming in Alan Lappin's gone Ryan Gold No No Scotland there. caps for him Remember that would be the key there uh, Marty Boyle's only got a couple KPJR wants to throw in Barry Robson Throw him back out So he's not in the last eight He also wants to throw in Chris Boyd Nope He's not in the last eight either And Where are we? Yeah, most of you are making a really good go of it There's a few saying the likes of Ryan Gold Which of course isn't correct um, Because he's not got any caps yet But yeah, I'm happy with that I am happy with the Mm. Attempts Kenny Miller is not one either, is it? Or pal? Nope No, he's not in the last eight So keep your guesses coming in at Clyde SSB That's why That will not be in the last eight Yeah, still What's happening in Dingwall? Good answer I thought Motherwell Came into it A wee bit there But Ross County Now we have Actual chance Just as you come is Charles Cook Just over the bar It's actually a good game It's nice and open But Goal mouth action Lacking in Actually it was well Worked for Ross County Great little cutback Charles Cook The player he's been This year You actually expect him To hit the target there And put yeah. Ross County One up uh, Poor finish Mm. Malky Mackay suited and booted Even though it's a very warm day Colin Ty Very impressed I think the suits on the touchline here Are getting Outdated now Yeah, yeah Outdated Yeah Football's moved on for that We're getting pyrotechnics in You've turned into a real old man Overnight uh, oh, No but I suppose no. you want to go more modern With the aye, fashion aye, sense aye, Get the suits out Do Don't like it I like Pep Guardiola style Think Very you could pull that off Oh aye mm. Aye mm. You can nish. I could 100% you can You'd still be in the touchline With either A big baggy suit No no or no Or the, the joggies Tucked into the socks With a pair of copas On That's you I was more a suit man I was more uh, Dressed and... But baggy No no Aye. Well a baggy was in On those days <laughs> Baggy's I mean? never I mean, been in Style changes all the time Mark. Baggy Scruffy tie Just in I don't like bit. a tie up in my neck. I must. I don't. Know. <laughs> Do you like it? <laughs> I like a tie up. <laughs> I really seen at one in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Doing the wrist. He gave us the go. disturbing visual image of the Dazzlers youth. He said he used to like wearing the Bay City Roller style gear. Oh, they were days gone by. That oh, good and Daz, yeah. Disturbing. Very disturbing indeed. That mean, I said Goodgin because he's got an answer on the, right. the teaser now The base of roars The creepy chauffeur eh Creepy chauffeur <coughs> Ooh That's a blow for Morris Ross and Cowdenbeath He'll be most disappointed because Harvey Swan Has been sent off After 32 minutes What's the significance of that? You ask Well it's the playoffs to get in Or stay in the SPFL Remember it's Bonnie Rig Rose The winners of the Lowland League Up against Cowdenbeath and Cowdenbeath are down to 10 men. It's always a fascinating fixture, that one, because, you know, you get the, the team who have languished about the bottom of the leagues. Like Breakin. Like Breakin, yep. 
and then you get the team who usually have invested a lot of money to try and get through the leagues. I don't think Bonnie Rigg are like that, but <clears throat> they'll struggle couldn't be through that. Bonnie Rigg, yeah. good setup, good, good side, team. are they? Pay good money, yeah. It's always been a big club, but they're not like Kelty who had threw money at it for a couple of years. I'm not saying like Kelly, no but they'll, they'll Kelty, be paying good money. Cove. Chucked money at it Successful Bonnie Rig, I was surprised That they actually won the league This year So they've done very well To get to this stage um, Lots of people are now Sharing that clip Of Charlie Adams assist Which is just Sensational You'll have to see this back I don't like it on a Monday Hugh We already know At half past three What your howler of the weekend Is going to be Yeah It'd be tough to top that But we'll, we'll have a look We'll keep our eyes peeled In case we get anything else I must say Muller have gone close Twice now uh, the, you know, the, you get the impression that Motherwell will bore even their own fans. Well, that's a but great chance. Twice. Yeah, was it Ross Tierney? Yeah, scored the header against Rangers. Doesn't oh, it's a good chance. But you would expect him to do better. I think that's a terrific chance. Graham Alexander, desperate for a result. You need a result as much as you can tell everyone. You're playing okay. You're creating chances. You just got to get that three points. Well, for the sake of his own profile, because I've rarely known a manager. Top six and in with a shout of Europe to be so roundly criticised by his own support. They're spoiled, Hugh. The Motherwell fans are spoiled. They've had it. Oh, effort. Had it Joe good. Effort's just been put through, but the shot was turned around the post by Laidlaw. Got to be more clinical. There's always going to be loads of ways of, of spinning it. You cannot put a positive spin on one win in 15. No. You, you just can't. No. But I want you know, I wonder. I love you won the other. Yeah, once before that, no. Well, what I was going to say is, if you were a newcomer to the league, if you like, and you weren't looking at the the recent runs, and you looked at two managers today separated by one point, one of them's a manager of the year contender, and the other one's apparently going to get sacked yes. by some people's estimation. So when Ross County couldn't win in ten games, Motherwell, you know, nobody was moaning about Graham Alexander. Obviously, won a lot of games in that yeah, time, hence yeah, yeah. why they're they're one point behind Ross County. Uh, but well, it'll be an interesting summer We'll keep an eye on what's going on uh, Motherwell probably should be in front by now To be honest at Dingwall But they're not That's the important thing And it stays goalless there Like it is at Hibs Aberdeen And Levy St Johnston And just the one goal St Mirren 1 Dundee nil. Great assist from Charlie Adam Yes the opposition's Charlie Adam And finished by Alex Greaves Celtic winning 4-1 earlier on you Celtic fans, I hope you're taking it easy out there with the celebrations because we need you on the open line at five. Get your thoughts into us, please. Well, I doubt that. I don't think there'll be many out there taking it easy this <laughs> afternoon. It looks like a nice day out there. Um, and of course, the Celtic fans will still have the... You do realise when you say it looks like a nice day out there, you're talking about the TV screen, which is a game... In Dingwall Which I is like nice. Three and a half hours no, away. That's a nice window. That wee uh, pretty, space I can see It's pretty yeah. cloudy And Clyde by yeah, it And well. the rain coming down Doesn't help oh, well, But th- this is a day That the Celtic supporters Last July Could never have foreseen And they will Celebrate tonight As champions Because that's what they are um, And then they'll celebrate Next weekend as well When the flag is run up the pole uh, It is an astonishing story the whole season for Celtic and Rangers has been an astonishing story. Uh, you know, Celtic taking two trophies. You could never have envisaged that happening. Rangers in a European final. 
and with the possibility of winning a Scottish Cup for the first time in a decade. Uh, so it's been quite a mm. tale. I like this tweet from Loza Mac because it's got a nice story to it as well. Uh, it says, In 1972, my dad sold his car and used the money to go to Barcelona to see Rangers win. 50 years mm. later, I'm following in his footsteps and travelling to Seville for the Europa final and hoping we get the same outcome. Dad is no longer with us, so emotions are high. Are we travelling by car? So not selling that car, presumably, from Glasgow to Manchester, flying Manchester to Geneva with a six-hour stop, uh, then on to Faro, followed by a two-hour private hire bus to Seville, and I have a match ticket. There we oh, go. Oh, it's worth it then. That's a game-changer. Yeah. That's a game-changer. The ticket. Yeah, see if you've not got the ticket. Oh, this looks good. See when you book it and on, on the screen or in paper. That's ah, not too bad. Mm. See when you're sitting... And a six-hour stopover, and you've still got another stopover at the other side. <laughs> You'd probably be saying, I, "I'm regretting this." I mean, I can only dream of it doing it for a European final. The first European trip I went on was when Motherwell played Nancy. Remember that mm-hmm. um, in France? But we flew to Frankfurt, stayed in Frankfurt, and drove through Luxembourg into France the next day. That was that's tame compared to some of these. But you but would you have got enjoyed a nice that. stopover in Luxembourg. Uh, You're never going to go to Luxembourg uh, any other time, and it was beautiful. It was lovely. Yeah, remember, remember Andy that used to be here Tino got to Luxembourg for a weekend he used this to, producer Andy yeah. formerly of uh, he goes to like weird places yeah. for the weekend he goes <laughs> to like Moldova on his holidays that guy no, he didn't go to Moldova you think I'm joking he's been to Chernobyl twice <laughs> now I know that some people like to go as like out of curiosity he's been twice, twice. he went back Oh, I mean, holidays I like f- that guy. I follow him on Instagram. Uh, well, producer Callum's much more boring than him when you think about it. I know Andy was, you know, erratic. You didn't know what you were getting <laughs> every week. He's been, he's been at Chernobyl. <laughs> Chernobyl. That's that's quite something. Because that I got hooked on that. Remember Sky? The, oh, that was the, good. That the series. Drama, yeah. I loved that and the curiosity. I wouldn't mind a wee, maybe a wee day trip. I'm not sure I'd be going back for a second. Have time. you been in New York, Dazzler? I've never been here. It's no. everywhere. Did you miss this conversation earlier? I've never, never I've never been here. I've been dragged all over the world, but never New York. I just the first time I went to New York, we were picked up four of us for the World Cup draw in uh, Madison Square Garden, nineteen ninety two. And we were picked up in a stretch limo. Oh. And as we approached the Manhattan skyline, I said to the driver, Can you stop? Are you gonna be sick, sir? I said, No. You are a recreation break, sir? I said, no. A German driver. Why was he English? Uh, I said, I've never been here before. I just want to stand take outside. I want to take a moment. Uh, and it, New York smells like nowhere else and looks like nowhere else. Were you on the beans and wine? It was wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Uh, I've never... Uh, you've been in New York, Mark. Yeah. Aye. Oh, what a place. Aye. Let's not get too distracted. We're trying to talk about <laughs> Europe at the moment. Uh, Bonnie Rig Rose have taken the lead against oh, Cowboy. Sean Brown on 40 minutes. Are we getting ready to welcome a new team into the SPFL? It's advantage Bonnie Rig Rose. Mm. Oh, I must admit, right, we're having good fun with the... The you know the journeys and the routes to get there. Some of the ticket stuff makes me uncomfortable. RW says my cousin bought a ticket for five hundred pounds before we got there. Went to get one today. They're now sixteen hundred. Oh, a ticket for the game? Yeah, ah, I don't like that. Nah, come nah, on, I, I can like get that. you one for fifty. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's that's just fleecing the actual true fans. That is a, that's a problem. People are going to do that. Um, they've got to take advantage of. But I, I heard 
you know, for even the Champions League final, the split of tickets for these finals, just nine thousand crazy. It's just crazy, you know. Nine thousand for sponsorship and big corporates and that. All and it's only a forty thousand seater stadium. I don't know, you know. Well, we've had the Champions League final here at Hamden. There was fifty. You wonder if they would get to a stage where. There, there, there must be enough stadia across Europe with 60,000 plus seven, uh-huh. that you, you you start saying, do you know what, for a European final, we don't dip below ah. 60,000 or whatever, just to try and at least give a few more a chance. I was surprised when you told me it was 40,000 capacity because I, I'm sure it is. I'm sure I, I remember last night. being there in 2003, Celtic <laughs> Porto. 42, apparently. And it, it seemed vast. Yeah. What they should do, UEFA, got an idea for them, build their own stadium. 80,000 seater stadium Where? And that's For Somewhere in Europe uh, Anywhere right. in Europe And that's the That's, that's, the, that's the final stadium It's <laughs> all about getting to The Champions League final Or the Europa League final uh, Or the Conference League empty Yeah for the rest <laughs> of the year Well Mind me not to put him in charge of town planning Around yeah. here seriously he would Send have a big area to place in two minutes He'd have a big area for the camper vans and Aye aye things. That's it I see uh, You know yeah, my level yeah, of thing yeah, Start yeah. to make a Big fan zone Van zone There we go Right, Hugh, let's round off this teaser, shall we, and see what we can get on it. The first half teaser. With the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. For the best football news and opinion online. There have been eight players who played in the MLS who also had at least one Scotland cap at some point in their career. They are Lewis Morgan Johnny Russell Danny Wilson Stuart Findlay Gary Mackay-Steven Chris Cadden Sean Maloney And Stephen Caldwell Stephen Caldwell Well done if you got them right That was tough to get them all A brilliant effort out there Ah, I have to say Bonnie Rig 2 up Oh dear Scott's Abroad Pod Has finally got his big moment This was the question He was bound to dominate And he's come third fastest Not as quick as Joseph Who was in second And the winner was Derek Morrison Well done to you You know your MLS sir Well done We were so unlucky What was the only one you didn't get? Well we went Chris Boyd And missed out Stuart Stuart Finlay yeah. So I was unlucky I hit the bar Where is Bonnie Rig? It's uh, true I don't know <laughs> I, I, I know I, I, know way, way. Maybe. I, I, that was just, I was just waiting on that Because you are I'm not very good at directions Geography is horrific And you actually said it With so much conviction no, it's, in, it's in Midlothian It's near yeah. Dalkeith It's not It's not, oh, right, it's not Falkirk No No I think they are A different place Where? Bonnie Bridge <laughs> that's Yeah that's right. fair yep, no, I've actually I've I, I actually been there With Air United In a pre-season friendly as well <laughs> That was good Ain't that that's it. it No <laughs> I don't know the score Good story that Oh god I'm not liking this Scott Lorimer's sending me What? I can't be right Scott Lorimer has just sent me A website for tickets For this <laughs> Europa League final At £19,700 <sighs> For the category 1 ticket I'd be, want, right. I'd be wanting a whole lot more than a, a view of the oh. game for £19,000 <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, Say no more Gordon Yell Let's go to Livy It's half time there David Friel Half time Gordon Livingston Nil St Johnson Nil It's very quiet As this hasn't really been a classic To be perfectly honest with you St Johnson need to win a lot more than Livy 
but they'll need to be a lot better in the second half if they're going to get it. They actually made a really strong start and could have been ahead inside 20 seconds. Melka Halberg made a great run down the right and picked out Callum Hendry, but his first time shot flew over the bar. Levy were also bright early on. Joel Nubley showed great skill in their first attack to create space inside the box, but his shot was also off target. Stephen made a shot saved easily by Ivan Konovalov in four minutes, but it was very scrappy after that. It took another half hour for the next attempt when Odin Bailey's shot was blocked by Liam Gordon. Andrew Shinney then fired over from a dis decent position while St Johnson striker May came a little bit closer with a culling shot before the break. But St Johnson desperately made a goal. As things stand, they are definitely heading for the relegation playoff. Half time, Livingston nil, St Johnson nil. I think that's the only half time whistle so far. Not a lot happening there for David Friel. Hopefully he stays awake in the second half. One minute added on in Dingwall, so we'll get to Dave Galloway very soon. Indeed, where it looks like certainly it will finish the half. Goal is still nothing doing in Paisley. Uh, or Easter Road I don't think uh, Cope Bridge Van Pirate Pointing out Hugh uh, Which I should have Pointed out earlier It's a different stadium To the one you went to In 2003 So that explains Why it's smaller ah, <laughs> Than well, you thought no, That explains why I thought it was vast Absolutely. Another place Cope Bridge Van Pirate Says they're going to London to Lisbon Faro And then Seville That's not a bad route At all um, Oh the playoff games Today as well Dunfermline nil Queen's Park nil wonder how our colleague Stephen Mills' nerves are Well, nil-nil the first leg as well, wasn't it? Um, during the week um, So it's ten stuff second half for the Pars Absolutely um, Right, still no other half-time whistles Oh yes, we have one in Paisley, Roger Hanna We do indeed, St Mirren won Dundee nil The worst howler on a football field in Scotland this season or possibly any season Gordon Charlie Adam just four minutes in presented the ball straight to the feet of St Mirren striker Alec Grieve for a tap in that has put Dundee a goal behind and staring relegation to the championship square in the face no idea what was going through Adam's head he tidied up the ball St Mirren had broken down the right hand side Marcus Fraser overlapped played a ball in it was tidied up by Adam he took the ball out almost towards the corner on the left hand side of his defence a Cruyff turn as you put it back in and fired the ball across his own six yard box in the vague direction of goalkeeper Harry Sharp the goalkeeper had no chance Grieve couldn't miss it and it put them 1-0 up and really Dundee have never recovered from that setback St Mirren could be further ahead Alec Gogic had a cross it was headed by Curtis Main it looked destined for the bottom corner until a fine save for Sharp after 20 minutes three minutes later Greg Kelty spun and fired in a shot from 20 yards which flew just inches wide of Sharp's right hand post Dundee hardly seen as an attacking force to tried to make progress down the left hand side after 35 minutes Jordan Marshall hauled down by Richard Tate for a booking but St Mirren soon back in the front foot Scott Tanzer crossing from the left after 37 minutes headed over the top by Conor McCarthy and then what looked to me like a decent penalty shout just seconds later Grieve coming into the box on the left hand side looked to be tripped by a Dundee defender but referee David Dickinson waved play on Dundee out of jail there but they're really under pressure here St Mirren 1 Dundee 0 it's also half time at Easter Road Fraser Wishart Bernie nil, Aberdeen nil, unfortunately been pretty much as expected, not a lot of goal action, lots of nice football in midfield without going anywhere, really quiet atmosphere in the stands, the early part of the game was decent but the tempo and the quality fell away pretty quickly, Hibs started brightly, had a chance in the fourth minute when Joe Lewis picked the ball up at his front post, he'd spilled a low cross, the ball fell to Declan Gallagher, 
on the byline who inexplicably rolled the ball back to the goalkeeper who was lying on the floor so the goalie had to pick it up referee gave of course a free kick for a pass back and pointed to six yard box to take it out and Ryan Portis got the ball touched to him his blast was goal bound and hit Declan Gallagher over the bar good block by the big centre back Paul Hanlon making his five for it appearance headed and Joe Newell corner inches wide this helps the better of the early stages the first time for the Dons fans to cheer came in the 16th minute when Andy Constantine came out for the warm up his name was cheered loudly by the away support they then had a penalty claim in 22 minutes Connor Barron young midfield player outstanding throughout the four, first 45 minutes set Johnny Hayes in behind Hibbs defence his cut back was volleyed goal bound by Lewis Ferguson great block by Hanlon and referee Bobby Mann said no to the handball claims from Lewis Ferguson Johnny Hayes then testing Macy with a free kick from wide a low shot that saved at the near post by the big goalkeeper on the other end a sharp turning shot by Elias Melkerson brought out a decent save by Joe Lewis full stretch by the big goalkeeper to fingertip the ball round the post but that was it for the first 45 I think there'll be a goal or two in the second half and anyone might just lift the tempo of the game half time Easter Road to Bernie nil, Aberdeen nil. let's go to Dingwall and speak to Dave Galloway Ross County nil, Motherwell nil at half time the early pressure came from Ross County forcing three quick corners and Vokins let fly from distance to warm the hands of Kelly they went close following another corner the ball was worked to Cancola just outside the D and he flashed a drive that flew just over the bar but Motherwell did start to come into things they forced a couple of corners and O'Hara turned and shot wide effort got played through and um, forced County Keeper Laidlaw into his first save. He smartly turned the ball around the post, and from the resultant corner kick, Shields had a chance, but his header went just over, landing on top of the net. Some decent passages of play by both sides in this first half. However, goalmouth thrills and spills in pretty short supply. Only one effort each on target. The hosts with the lion's share of possession, but it's goalless here at the interval. Ross County nil, Motherwell nil. And we will do a full roundup of. Of the halftime scores next. The winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Halftime scores in the Scottish Premiership. It's Hibs nil, Aberdeen nil, Livingston nil, St Johnston nil, Ross County nil, Motherwell nil, and St Mirren one, Dundee nil. A full time result from earlier, of course. Celtic four, St Hearts one. Sorry. And that is a result that pretty much wraps up the title for Celtic. Now we do have big playoff games for the bid to get into the Championship. It's Airdrie nil, Montrose 2. It's Dunfermline nil, Queen's Park nil. In the League 1 playoffs, Dumbarton nil, Edinburgh City nil. And 4 for 1, and in Athletic nil. And down at the bottom of the pyramid... It is Cowdenbeath who trail Bonnie Rig Rose 2-0 in the first leg there. So that could be a huge afternoon for all involved. Let's go back to Paisley because you've got a bit of a half-time ceremony, Roger Hanna. Yeah, really nice. Tony Fitzpatrick who stepped down a couple of months ago as club chief executive and now an ambassador of the club having served, of course, as player, captain, manager twice. Very nice presentation. As emerged that Tony has lost his 1987 Scottish Cup winners medal. He was in that side under Alex Smith and Jimmy Bowen. They defeated Dundee United at Hamden. And the club, as a mark of thanks for all Tony's service over 30-odd years, uh, have commissioned a new replacement medal. It's been presented to Tony on the pitch here at the Smyzer Stadium by one of the directors. And he said a few words. I think he's quite overwhelmed by the generosity of the gesture by St Mirren. And did they get Charlie Adam to present it, given the way he's presented a goal already this afternoon? 
Well, that was certainly the first presentation of the afternoon. If you haven't seen it, if any of the listeners haven't seen it, go to your Twitter, Gordon, go to my Twitter. You will be aghast at what you are about to witness, and particularly, I think, with stakes so high for Dundee. If St Johnson get a goal at Livingston and things stay the same here, Dundee are relegated, and that really is, would be a, a dreadful full stop on the end of the season. Uh, so well done to Tony Fitzpatrick Great service to St Mirren Getting recognition um, From the home crowd in Paisley This afternoon It's all set up really For an interesting second half Because Ross County Motherwell Is still in the balance It's goalless there Remember a victory for Motherwell Would see them leapfrog County Into the last remaining European spot There's not a great deal to play for Between Hibs and Aberdeen Goalless there Livy St Johnston Goalless there St Johnston can't really do much anyway They'd be looking to stave off Dundee But they might not have to Because Dundee are losing at St Mirren As Roger Hanna has just told us So we will go back to the second half's next Scottish football's league leader This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard 